Well, welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name is Gavin Smith, and it's lovely to welcome you today if you're joining us on video or you're listening into the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening into this Church Administration Podcast. We, we talk about all the work that happens behind the scenes in our churches. And uh, today, my special guest is Mark Parsons from Christchurch Clifton, just down the road from us, mate, in, in Wales, in Bristol, you're based. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, not very far, just over the bridge. We could probably see each other if we had a telescope. We probably could have a little wave, couldn't we? Mm. Uh, Mark and I are great friends and uh, I really value Mark's uh, input into uh, someone who's hugely, huge amount of experience in church administration. Mate, you've been involved in church administration, what, 25 plus years? <laughs> 30 years, something like that. Yeah, I've lost count now. The grey hairs probably show the age, I suspect. <laughs> so, Mark, tell us a little bit about your, your church and your context and what you're involved in at Christchurch Clifton. Yeah, absolutely. So Christchurch is, uh, if you, if people know Bristol, they probably know the Clifton Suspension Bridge, yeah. um, which is about, I don't know, 150 yards outside my window. I can't quite see it from here. But <laughs> if the trees weren't there, I would. So if you came over the bridge into Bristol and kept driving you'll see Christchurch in front of you it's the um, tallest I think um, building in uh, in Bristol it sits on top of a hill and got a massive spire on the top of it and you know we're a reasonably large uh, Church of England church um, with lots of uh, challenges and uh, blessings that, that come with that a gathered congregation people come in from all over the city but also trying to be relevant to our local community, which is um, is definitely an interesting part of Bristol uh, uh, in terms of all that's going on. And uh, my job is just, just to try and enable everything to happen really well um, and to support our, our church leaders and ministry teams and volunteers in, in everything they do. So I've been here about nine years now, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And previously that like, you'd served in some churches in London. Yes, I started um, as a sort of completely wet behind the ears church administrator in a church in, in London, in Islington, uh, yeah. when God amazingly and surprisingly called me out of the job that I was doing, which was working for BT as an engineer. Um, and I did that for 10 years. And then I had two years at London Bible College and then worked as ops manager at St John's in Ealing in West London. Uh, I did that for 10 years before God, again, completely out of the blue, called us to Bristol, which is a place we'd never been to before and never heard of Christchurch. And within about uh, six or eight weeks of seeing the job advert, we were on our way here and we're very happy to be here. Oh, it's great. And so Mark and I also serve as um, directors on the uh, UCAM board and we've we've spent a lot of time together. And um, one of the joys of the summer for me was going to the UCAM conference and sort mm -hmm. of delivering you know two workshops together and uh it, it was a great time wasn't it the conference it's good fun yeah yeah really enjoyed it and a kind of gathering of sort of you know 70 to 80 church administrators ops teams and and people and you know coming together you know who know what it's like to work behind the scenes in churches and and to grow and learn together and one of the sessions was on workflows and i was like i've got to get mark on the podcast because he is like the master of workflows um, I am learning on the job, I think, is probably a more <laughs> accurate description of that, Gavin. <laughs> well, I hired him the other day to come in to talk to our staff team because I, I think um, 
it, it was just it was just great to get somebody from outside just come in and say right let's let's sit and chat about workflows so today's podcast is just kind of focusing to that kind of one area you know where can we use workflows in a church behind the scenes uh, what are some of the key principles that we might you know need to adopt and think about and um, this is probably more and more a big part of our, our role. My staff here have been saying, oh, we need a workflow for that. Oh, we need a workflow for that. And, and when you start to break it down, you realize that actually you've probably already got some workflows that you might not necessarily recognize, but um, of steps and, and things that we need to do. So, Mark, kick us off. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Where, where are workflows effective in church administration? What have you guys got? Yeah, well, I guess if you're like me, probably the first time you thought of the word workflow was when, if you're a Church Suite user, they introduced the flows facility within within Church Suite. And uh, I remember when that first came along thinking, oh, that's an exciting, you know, potentially um, useful bit. Um, But I I, we all have workflows. We, we, we workflows existed, and one of the little examples we used on the seminar we did was the work, a workflow that everybody goes through every day yeah. when they make a cup of tea. You probably not really thought about it as a workflow, but there are a number of very distinct um, stages that you go through in order to make a cup of tea. And uh, you know, if you are if you're fussy about your tea, like my wife is, you know, it's important that those stages are followed. Um, followed correctly so there are workflows all over the place and the the, the relevant question is whether those workflows are um, are thought through and documented or whether they're accidental so we we kind of start from that basis really and you know the tools in church suite or or other things that that people use enable us to um uh, to to put those workflows into a more systematic way so that we can get consistent results from it uh, and and i think um i think behind all this as as administrators and ops people um our heart is always for for the people who are affected by our administrative processes um and i guess we've all had the experience of of admin that goes wrong, um, dealing with customer services that don't seem to be focused around the customer at all. Uh, and, and our workflows, if we get them right, are there to enable us to serve our, our, our church family and our, our wider community um, consistently well so that everybody has a really good experience of, um, of the office. So, so that's my starting point for a workflow is, um, is thinking about the people um behind the the processes that we are we are working through yeah i think that's a great point isn't it because you know we want i think um at the start of the presentation you were talking about how um important that these workflows serve our vision serve the purpose of what we're trying to do and Mm -hmm. um we don't need workflows that kind of you know slow the process down unnecessarily or just frustrating for people and so We want there to be steps that go, oh, actually, yeah, we're enabling people to do what they need to do. We're ticking the right boxes. And that ultimately serves the way that we we operate. Um, and, um, yeah, it's kind of just thinking through that. And you're right, they're all over the place, aren't they? If you think yeah. about, like, an expenses process of yeah. what you might do, what you're allowed to purchase and how you go about purchasing, how you, you know, reclaim it, mm-hmm. who authorizes it. And 
what are the next steps to it being you know the money landing in somebody's account is mm. there's there's a process isn't there and a flow that goes through that mm. and um yeah it, it really helps doesn't it to actually kind of write those out and to kind of clarify that so part of our workshop was just getting some paper wasn't it and, yes. yeah, yeah. and just yeah. scattering it all over the place and going right well, where do we start and why do we start there? Do we need to start somewhere else? Oh, that's my watch going off. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think the priorities first is, you know, what would what would serve us here um, and how do we do that? Um, let's talk about before we go to some of the practical ones, let's talk about Church Week because you, you started there and I think you, you are a wizard on this. Um Church Suite, and, and what are some of the flows that you've set up in Church Suite that really... Yeah, so I think I think the most obvious one, and probably the, the one that a lot of churches would have gone for straight away, is thinking about the whole safer recruiting DBS process, because it is something that, that lends itself very well to a workflow, um, and it's something that we all have to do, and we have to do consistently well. You know, there, there are all sorts of legal and... Uh, reputational um, issues that come to play if we do not do our safer recruiting well. So that was that was the first one that I started with. I had a I had a paper-based um, uh, workflow for uh, safer recruiting, which involved things like sending a, a form to, to our to the person being uh, applying for a role, a volunteer role in the church, uh, getting them to fill in a, a DBS online DBS application form, sending out reference requests, yeah. getting those reference yeah. requests back, yeah. doing a little interview. You you probably have a similar process in, in, in your church, uh, um, and and Church Suite is brilliant at at, um, at putting those uh, those discrete little bits into stages and enabling you to to both track people through that that process, but also systematize some of the elements of it so sending out emails they can be preset and, and ready to go uh, and uh, putting in reminders so every Monday morning I get a little reminder mm. sent automatically to me that says you know these are the people who are um, going through the flow at the moment and yeah. you know th these people are overdue because you can set a date by by each stage and that just gives you a little reminder that you've got to chase people up so um again it's all um it's all designed with the person in mind so nothing happens automatically you have to go in and manually do something but yeah. but the stages are there to remind you and also to help you um with each stage so dbs process was the first thing that i i started with um yeah yeah and we've we've tried to to think through um after you came to the training with our staff was to kind of think right uh, the new recruits or new people coming into the church how could we create something on that? And I know Gavin's heart of Church Suite was, you know, Church Suite to be a tool that would enable discipleship and enable people to, 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 to work through and become, you know, members of a church easily, get into groups easily, you know, form friendships and discipleship through, through you know, this useful tool of Church Suite. So it's, um, yeah. yeah, we've started to think about kind of automating system because, you know, we've got this step, haven't we, where, we require people to kind of sign up to kind of, you know, we're happy for their information to be stored, you know, to tick all the boxes for, for GDPR. Um, it, it seems so impersonal sometimes, but we have to kind of, there are kind of key steps along the way. Exactly. And um, yeah. I love the fact that on church, we can go through and look at the flow and say, you know, when did someone first come? When did they request and fill out like an application form to join? Yeah. When did they sign up to serve? 
Yeah. Um, you know, who, whose group have they been added to? What teams have they been added to? And you can kind of track all these dates and all these yeah. times. And it's like yeah. looking back and saying, all right, who was who was the pastor that did the interview, you know, once they became a member? Yes. And you can go back and track all that information. And, yeah. and it's so useful, isn't it, to go it's, back? And exactly, yeah. Well, one of the things I've been experimenting with, because um, I've been re-looking re at our, our DBS flows and, um it, it the the initial my initial stab at it worked quite well but it didn't work well where you know, people didn't do anything <laughs> you know, it's like um so i've gone through and i've created some templates now a little reminders for for um for people so each, each stage of my flow has as well as the next step it has a reminder email which is optional built into that stage that i can just simply send out from check suite quite easily yeah. um, without having to go in and manually write a reminder email which is what i was doing previously so one of the things i love about the way that church suite have implemented flows is that you can you don't have to get it perfect from day one you mm. can start with something relatively simple yeah. and then as you discover you know it needs an extra stage or it needs an yeah. extra um uh, tweak here you can you can build those in without affecting the the flow up until that point yeah yeah it's really good yeah so let's jump to out of church suite into kind of regular flows and stuff like that. And um, I'll, I'll share a bit of a story we had. We had a, our team's grown to about 15 people on staff. And so everyone's ordering different things at different times. And and uh, we had situations where, you know, uh, one supplier had picked up a box that they shouldn't have picked up and it got lost in the system. And then you, you're chasing, trying to get a refund and trying to find and track where these packages are. And you've got different pe people who can, you know, order on an Amazon and, you know, there's that quick thing of they, you know, has that turned up or not? And, and um, this kind of, you know, lack of planning sometimes with, with some staff who, are, you know, just, you know, we need it tomorrow and I've forgotten about it and they use Amazon or whatever. And we've got this kind of flood of kind of parcels arriving and, you know, stuff being returned. And so we've, we've kind of, you know, from your training, we've kind of developed a workflow that, that starts from, you know who can order and who can order from these certain suppliers mm -hmm. and then when a parcel arrives what's the step-by-step -step guide of, of it kind of you know being received and logged mm -hmm. it being opened it being checked checked against an order form and then the steps after you know who, do, who does it need to go to next and you know do they sign for it they've received it as well and 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 it, i tell you what you know originally i was thinking oh this is going to be a bit of a headache <laughs> and um and then now we've done it we're like oh that makes sense oh it really works well people understand what the process is and you know there's there's a there's certain symbols that have now been developed to know you know when it was arrived and you know whether you can take it straight away um whether it's been logged and and these things are are so helpful aren't they for for stuff like that Hmm. Give me yeah. some other workflows that you've got, mate. Well, we're, we're, we're working on one at the moment because uh, one of the things that we end up doing being um, uh, the, the church that we are in the position where we are, we, did, we get lots of wedding requests. Okay. Um, and uh, a wedding is something you do not you do not want to get wrong. You know, yeah. you're dealing with, uh, you know, bride and groom and in one of the most emotional things that they're ever going to be involved in. And yeah. um, simplifying the process around that and making it consistently good, particularly when we've got 
we've got lots of different people involved in, in different stages so there's there's a kind of legal process that we have to do to check that someone's qualified to get married at, in in the church and then there's a, a, a more pastoral process of putting together an order of service and working with them for the type yeah. of wedding that they want and um it's all been a bit random up until now so and we've had a, a member of staff who has been overseeing that area but that person is moving on and so it's that's a perfect opportunity for us to to actually you know we realize the rest of us in in the in the admin ops team just don't understand the process at all um so <laughs> the first stage has been finding out what the what the existing process is where it's working well where it doesn't work well um and then to begin to put together a, a flow that is, you know, that can be followed by not just one person, but by all the people involved in it. That is, that that is simple. I think. I think sometimes the tendency with these things is to make something totally complicated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm constantly looking at going. You know, can we simplify that? Is there? Do we need those additional stages? That you know, or or what do they achieve? What are the risks of putting them in there? So that so that's another another area that we're working through for us at the moment. How we deal with weddings and uh, wedding requests. Yeah, I think that's so good. Yeah, I mean, we we just started a, a workflow for um, people that ring into the office, and we get a lot of calls. You know, we do quite a lot of work in the community, and so um, we get a lot of calls saying, well, particularly at the minute, saying, you know, we're in need of food, we're in need of food voucher. And, um, you know, as a food bank, we, we don't issue the vouchers. We just kind of fulfill the vouchers with food. Yeah. So helping people get to a kind of voucher point, you know, are yeah. they as part of a housing association? Are they part of a project? Have they got a support worker? And so some one of our staff has developed this kind of flow of like questions to ask that lead to other questions that lead to a point where we can go, right, we've given you a specific place to go yeah. where you can go and get a voucher. Yeah. And, um, and it looks so complicated on the uh, document because there's so many different options and different ways that it go. But, but I, you know, I answered the phone the other day and, and had the document in front of me. I thought, oh God, this is so helpful, you know, and, and all the numbers of, okay, we've got to the end here. We can't give you a voucher. Here's a number that you can ring to yeah. go and get it. And, and, yeah. you know, the right referral agencies and stuff like that. And, yeah. and, um, it just makes life so much more simpler and the person's experience you know on the other side of the phone is actually we really want to help we really want to you know we're going to have to ask you lots of questions but as you go through this we yeah. want to make we want to get the food to you and enable you to get this and and it really yeah. serves a purpose and it's a fantastic example of a flow that works really well because it does it both cares for the person on the other end of the phone mm. but also it takes the stress out of you suddenly yeah. finding yourself having to deal with something that you don't deal with every day yeah. and, and not having necessarily the knowledge in, in your head to know how to handle that particular process but there it all is written down and you know we obviously want to avoid the the experience that we all had of a call center person reading a script but yeah. you know equally somebody going i don't really know what to do and there's no one here to help you isn't yeah. terribly helpful either so it sounds like you've got the balance right in that in yeah that flow. i yeah. think it's good and, and and one of the things that you you did as part of the training i think you you had kind of like eight kind of key principles and, and maybe we'll, we'll put this up on the if you're watching the video you can see these and and one of them was um you know make it simple don't make it complicated and you know have have it 
have it visual, have it a step-by-step -step guide, you know, make it, make it as simple and user-friendly as possible. I think you talked about repeatable, making it consistent. And I think um, that's useful to think about. Is this consistently working? If any staff member had to follow this flow, could they do it? And would they get the same kind of consistency? Um, talk to me about automatic and some of the other ones that you had on there. Yes, I think um, so. So we talked about you mentioned simplicity and repeatability um, scalability is another important mm. uh, uh, thing to think about in a flow, because it's it's one thing creating a flow that works if you've got, you know, one or two people going through, um, yeah. through the process. I mean, one of the obvious areas for a flow is newcomers coming to church. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I guess that's something that we all um, we all experience. And uh, I our, our church, we found our experience from newcomers is is not always consistent. Some people have a really great experience of coming to church for the first time. Um, actually, most people have a great experience of coming to church for the first time. It's the second or third or fourth time that is not always great. Um, and so we, we're trying to put in a process around that to make that work well. But you know, the question, the scalability question is, you know, that, that might work well if you've got two or three people coming, but there are times in the year, you know, this, this sort of September time is one of them where we get a big influx of new people. And can we scale up the process that we've, um, that we've created to, to, to cope with, with growing numbers? So, so scalability is important. I think um, it's a really good point, Mark, because there are seasons, isn't there, when you get a bunch of students that come and, and you know they're coming in these certain yeah. weeks in sort of early October sort of yeah. end of September and and we, we find as well when half the church is away in in August we get loads of visitors coming who are like holiday makers yes. coming in, exactly. in or, exactly. and, and yeah. half the church is missing yeah. and, and we don't do visitor well you know at those points in the year and it's kind of looking at it's yeah I, I love a bit of stats and love a bit of data and, and it's useful sometimes isn't it say that actually you know there are months of the year where we need to be a little bit more focused and a little bit more on, you know, visitors and people coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. What else? Yeah. So manageability is another key area mm -hmm. and yeah, we can do, design a fantastic system, but if that system requires 15 paid members of staff to make it work, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not, it's not really going to help us. And so, you know, we have to, we have to design the system around the resources that we have and a, and a great flow should actually free up resources, not, um, not, not drain resources. And so constantly having, having to look at, um, at the process. I mean, I, I remember the first church I worked for, there was a, um, uh, there was a process for sending out letters, which involves sticking a stamp on the letter and then writing the address and the date and whether it's first or second class in the book, you know, which as you can imagine in those days, it's pre-email when a lot of letters were posted out. And I asked the simple question, well, why do we do this? Yeah. No one actually knew, and um, no one ever looked in the book. It just yeah. sat there. So, yeah. so we ditched that stage because it wasn't it wasn't yeah. helpful, and it was just draining time. Um, so, keeping it manageable to the resources that you have, and and enabling it to free up time is really really important as well. Um, we talked about automatic, and mm. and what I mean by that is not that. You know that the, the person moves through the flow without any um, human knowledge or intervention whatsoever. We don't. We're not looking at a sort of kind of sausage machine here. Yeah. Um, but just simply that 
you know, if your brain is anything like mine, I cannot remember the detail of stuff. And so the little automated email that comes from Jet Suite every Monday morning that reminds me that I've got to go into the flow and that there are some, some things I need to look at yeah. um, it is really important for me. I need that constant reminder. And it may be that it's putting something in your diary or yeah. um, uh, triggering a time every week where you look at the flow, but 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 not allowing it, not not keeping it to chance, um, um, trying as best as possible to ensure that um, the, the the flow is kept is kept is kept flowing uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think, and I think there are there are you know examples of that where it kind of stalls, isn't it? It's um, you know we we kind of have a visitor thing that people can fill out, and then it you know goes to the office, and then it gets passed on to a pastor to follow up with, and then it could sit in there for for three weeks, and because you know they've not responded or they've not been in or whatever. Yeah. And it's trying to think of, yeah, how do we kind of set those up, those reminders up and saying, you know, an email that goes to the pastor saying, hey, would you, you know, did you follow up with anyone this week? Could you make sure you inquire of this person? Yes. Um, little yeah. things like that do do make a difference. Otherwise, it kind of does come to a halt and we do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm trying as best as possible to automate those little emails if you can, because if that email requires you to remember every morning to write the email you know there's another stage in the process where it can fail isn't there so again the tools that we have the software tools or diaries reminders are, are great at, at just prompting us to do things that so easily slip our minds when we're busy yeah. Yeah. and we, we've tried to kind of you know clarify a staff member who you know is responsible for certain stages of it and so when it building into their time in their week that I go actually it's my job to go and check this um you know visitor cards it's my job to go and make sure that we've got you know all the emails that might come in requesting you know information about the church are all you know dealt with by the same person and so and that there's a next step for people as well so you know someone comes in and emails about the church and we'll send something saying we'll invite them to something else next We'll also want to try and track that so that we can, you know, invite them along to future events that are coming up as well. Um, so all of these steps are, are, are great and, and principles are great. Um, you've got two more on the end of this. Yeah, so, so two more. The, the next one, reportable. Um, mm. I think this is so helpful because one of the things that a, a flow can do, well, let's take the DBS flow, for example. Our, our kids pastor comes to me and goes, uh, you know, I, I've, I've put, um, I've put Jane into the safer recruiting process. You know, can I start using her now? Is she, is she able to start serving in kids work? You know, if I, if I can't find the answer to that question, because I don't, I just don't know, you know, as somewhere, I think she filled in a form. I can't remember where it is. It's somewhere, you know, that's not going to help uh, our kids pastor. It's not going to help Jane to, to, uh, you know, she's volunteered to serve in the church and, she hasn't heard anything from us. Yeah. So a, good, a great flow means I can instantly go, oh, yes, I'm just waiting for one more ref reference request for Jane. As soon as that's in, I'll send her an email and she's cleared. Um, or equally, you know, how many newcomers joined your church last year? Mm. Um, how, uh, is that an easy question to answer or a difficult question to answer? With a, with a good flow, that should be an easy question to yeah. answer. Um, yeah. And so flows give us, can give us some really good data to help us make wise and, and strategic decisions on 
on things that we might want to do as a church or where we want to put our priorities or our money yeah. or staffing you know, those kind of things yeah i love that i think that's great isn't it and, and, that, and I, I love a bit of data and stats i love all that kind of stuff and you know we're, we do a a, um, a monthly food and feed everyone after church and I, i'd love to count people in for that and see right what have we got are the numbers growing on the number of people that are doing when we did it in this month last year how many did we get and so how many can we anticipate you know this coming year and, and um, yeah yeah all of those things that kind of reportable yeah. you know get the data make good decisions you know all those things are great so mate love that yeah. um the last one that we talked about was shareable. And I think that's so important. Mm. Isn't it? You, you shared in your example of answering the phone, um, how something that probably doesn't sit on your desk most of the time could suddenly be shared with you in a really simple way. And, and again, a good flow, you know, it doesn't have to be one person who manages the whole DBS process or the whole welcome team process. You know, a, a good flow can enable different people to be involved at different stages yes. um, or a team of people to do it or somebody to step in when somebody's on holiday or not well um, without the whole process falling down and so so being able to share the load of something yeah. uh, is a really key part of having a good workflow yeah i think it's really good and i, I loved your example about the, the stamp book and, and asking questions because you you want to review these things don't you we had a great time just kind of said right we're going to pull everyone together for half a day uh, mark's going to come in do an hour's training and then we're going to break down and say right what are the flows that we've got do they work? Are they working? Do they need to be changed? Do they need to be updated? What are some of the frustrations that we've got in some of the processes? How do we eliminate some of those processes, you know, frustrations? What process can we add? What workflows can we bring in? And and I, there's a real buzz, I think, around our staff saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to work on a workflow for booking rooms. I can, I can, you know, I know sometimes it's frustrating when I come in and like, I thought I'd booked this room and somebody else is in there and, you know, how's that worked? Communication yeah. is kind of broken down somewhere. Yes. Um, and how do we make that, make it simpler? So, you know, working with our kind of conference manager and our kind of key dates person in the office, how do we bring those two together and got a workflow that will both accommodate that outside booking and also inside booking. Yeah. Um, so there's workflows all over the place, mate, isn't there? You, when you break it down, you're like, We've got there's hundreds of them. And you touch on a really important point because I guess um, we're all very, very busy people and it is just easier most of the time to muddle on through and, and to, to carve out the time to, to think strategically and create a, a workflow and document it. Um, and that's a luxury that a lot of us don't always have. And, and, and yet, if we can find the time to do that, even in one or two areas, it frees up a whole load of, of time further down the line and also creates much more um, consistency in terms of, of the quality of what we're doing. And I, I'm one of the things I'm working on at the moment is a workflow for, for our, our giving at church because um, we, I, I guess, like a lot of churches, you know, our giving is, um, it, is quite challenging at the moment and uh, we've got lots of people... Um, changing their giving joining leaving um having to change their giving due to financial circumstances or or going from a situation where they were giving regularly to now only to be able to give occasionally um and uh how to follow up on that uh and particularly following up on people who gave give for the first time i realized that we 
uh, some people got a thank you letter from me. Some people didn't. It was all a bit random, depending on who they were, how busy I was. Um, I, because of confidentiality, very few people know about giving. So it all yeah. tends to fall on my desk. And so I'm working on a on a flow at the moment to to um, to to make some of that much better. Again, I don't want it to to feel sort of sausage factory, but yeah. equally, I want to make sure everybody gets a thank you letter within, you know, a couple of days of making a donation to church. And, um, and that just feels really important and, uh, you know, asking people if they can gift aid and things like that. So that's my area of, of work at the yeah. moment is looking at that, that whole process. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's great. And I, I think there's just, you know, if you've got the time to, to physically write them out, to, you know there may be workflows that you individually do but if you can write that out that you know for whatever reason you're not there or there's sickness or something that, that actually somebody can pick that up yeah um even though it might be a giving one you know that, that an, an elder can pick it up and be able to deal with some steps and processes because you're off and and i, I think that's yeah useful we've, we've got a, a new workflow folder mark that's kind of slowly filling up and um and i i, I love the fact that um people are taking an interest in workflows that are outside of their, maybe their remit slightly, but there's a real kind of sense of team coming together and saying, actually, this will make a difference for how the church runs behind the scenes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I may not be involved in all the workflows, but I can certainly go, oh, I like that. That's really, you know, you can encourage people in what they've got, that you've got the right step. Or can I just challenge that and just see if we can improve that step slightly and I love all those conversations that are happening behind the scenes. It's it's really healthy. So, um, yeah, love it. Anything else to add on this, mate? Any other thoughts on on workflows before we? Uh... Yeah, I think um, uh, I think it's just constantly reviewing these things, isn't it? And um, and and seeing how they work, and and spotting those little areas in life where you go, you know, that would make a really good um, a really good workflow, and. Uh, uh, you may not have time to deal with it there and then, um, yeah. but actually sometimes a little bit of investment. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a complicated workflow. I've got workflows that just simply have two stages in them, um, and um, uh, but but those stages have to be done really really well. So uh, so I mean I'll give, give you another example. Our safeguarding training in um, we have a safeguarding training workflow because people have to do safeguarding training every three years. And there are just simply two stages in there, safeguarding training valid. Somebody sits yeah. in that flow for two and a half years and then safeguarding training due. Um, and they get sent yeah. a, a link to the Church of England's online training portal. And then when yeah. they've done it, they go back to the beginning again. And it's just it's <laughs> really simple. But but yeah. prior to that, it was actually quite complicated trying to track people where they've done yeah. their training or not. And you know, so these things don't have to be complicated, but they can, if they're set up really well, they can save an awful lot of time. And, oh, a huge amount of time. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's really good. Yeah, it's a really good example, isn't it? And and I think, um, you know, one of the things that, we, you know, obviously we've benefited from hanging out together and chatting and you coming over and, you know, just getting other people um, involved in your workflow. So would you come in and just have a look at it? How do you guys do a flow for this? You know, uh, tell me about the stages and steps that you take um, and being able to kind of compare that and go, oh, ah, I see. You know, we've added some automated emails in from looking at your DBS stuff where we were just 
you know, would need a staff member to trigger it. But now we've got an automatic email that gets sent out when someone goes into that next step on the flow. Yeah. And um, so connecting with, with UCAN, connecting with other churches in similar roles and having these kind of like workflow discussions over coffee, um, I, I think it's really helpful and, and helpful. I know I've benefited hugely from it. So, um, so connect in. Don't don't try and do this on your own. Involve other staff. Involve other volunteers. Um, you know, connect with with UCAN and uh, I know the forum and other things. Different people ask different questions, and um, you know, workflows on recruitment is is another one that we've kind of been starting to develop. What are the stages that we need someone to go through when we hire them? Um, how do we best implement the kind of you know welcome and uh, you know that kind of settling in stage? What do they need to know? So um, there's so many things, so many spin-offs, mate. We could talk about this for ages exactly. and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's good. But if you've got any questions, um, if you'd like to see the training notes that Mark did, um, then please get in contact with uh, info at churchoffice.co.uk. Email us in. We'd love to kind of, you know, encourage you and connect you. Um, you know, if you'd like more information about you can, then, you know, give us a shout and we'd love to, to be able to serve you in that way. But mate, thanks for giving up your time. I know it's a Friday. It's busy before Sunday. You've got lots to do, mate. So thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us. Uh, you're welcome, Gavin. Thank you very much. Great. Excellent. Well, please check out the website for more resources. They're there to serve you, maybe to give you a bit of confidence, maybe just to signpost and point you in a direction where you can find the answer. Please check out the site and uh, please send in any questions that you've got, the things that you'd like to cover, topics you'd like us to cover on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you and uh, be a blessing if we can. All right. Take care. Until next time. Goodbye.